This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 216. Martin Castor Peterson on One Session Wonders. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program and a welcome back to Martin Castor Peterson, who previously was on the program back in December 2016 on episode number 92. Here we go about uh, about three years later, coming back to discuss a rather questionable, if not at times controversial theme in the hypnotic profession. The idea of what we like to call the one session wonder. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with this concept, it's the question of can you produce massive, significant change in the shape of just one session. Even more than that, can you put out to the public the promise that you can do the same thing? You can create massive, significant change in the shape of just one session. Well, you're going to see that we come down to one rather simple answer. It depends. <laughs> Although in this session, you're going to hear Martin and I have a bit of a conversation around what are so some of those things that happen that help to produce that one session wonder result? What are some of the themes? What are some of the ideas of do we go after the behavior itself? Do we go after the backstory? Or as Martin says, do we go after the intention and some beautiful conversational hypnosis strategies that you can set in motion to really help increase that efficacy of a simple one session result. Though, of course, you're going to hear our dialogue around how, of course, to create that opportunity for more work if that's what's going to be appropriate. So really listen to this episode all the way through. You're going to find there's a lot of important takeaways, some important themes, and really some rather simple concepts that you can plug into your work immediately. And I'd encourage uh, check out the Hypno Academy. That's actually Martin's website. We can learn about his uh, programs, his upcoming training that he's going to mention here that's coming up rather soon for those of you that are listening to this episode as it launches. Again, check that out over at thehypnoacademy.com. While you're online, also check out hypnoticworkers.com. This is the all-access pass to my hypnosis training library. Everything from techniques for change to full client sessions to model, check that out at hypnoticworkers.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this content-packed session, take some notes, put this stuff to use. This is session number 216, Martin Castor-Peterson on One Session Wonders. So Martin, we were chatting online and we got off on the topic of One Session Wonders, and I know there's no straightforward answer to this question, but here we go, Martin. One Session Wonders. Pro or con? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it depends on the conversation, really. Uh, I think, you know, we had this discussion, and I think it's fun because uh, going to all the conferences we do um, and gatherings of, of professionals or semi-professionals, it's always like the biggest debate when it comes to that. We, we will have the dinosaurs and professionals saying, well, there's no such thing. And you will have the same people, but in, uh, in the other camp or the other side of room saying, well, there is a such thing. So I think it's all about what set of expectation do you put in the minds of your clients and uh, how do you really work with hypnosis? Because if you work with hypnosis in a classical term, I'm pretty sure there will be no one session wonders on, unless it's the ones that happens out of 
of you know this shadow of just randomness really and and it's usually a result that is never spoken of in the session and i love those moments because if it can surprise your client and if it can surprise you it's 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 really awesome isn't it like but, i go back to the idea of prestige suggestion yeah that, this is something we talk about as usually being a negative thing that you know maybe here's the parent who says you're just like your father you're always going to be a loser mm-hmm. or you know not to put down any other profession but the doctor who says well with this condition you're never going to walk again which well yeah. maybe, yes maybe not and sometimes and you can't plan this you may land the one specific thing the person needed to hear uh, my quick example is here's this woman that i worked with years ago and she says i got her to quit smoking with one sound effect <laughs> she's in the office and the whole story is how bad this recent breakup was and how horrible it is and i'm letting her go for a while and i'm remembering yes yeah, she's here for stop smoking and this is the exact language from the room because she had used it. Oh, it's horrible. And he promised this. He promised that. And I just yeah. found the right opening to go. Yeah, but you were a two-pack-a-day smoker before you met this asshole, right? Yeah. She goes, yeah. I go, huh. <laughs> and her, <laughs> that, that sound effect of, huh. She yeah. goes, in that yeah. moment, I stopped. It's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, I, I love those moments. And that is usually what most people connect with what we call the one session wonders, right? And and the, I think the, the biggest misconception in all of this is people promising clients one session wonders, but their approach is is classic. It's old school. And it's, it's them actually crossing fingers throughout the whole session Ooh, yeah. for that moment you just explained, but they have no guarantee it will happen because of the session setup. So what took me quite a while was actually to to go and try and decode all my sessions throughout the past five or seven years, thinking, okay, so all the amazing results I've got, what happened in the session? And, and analyzing all of that, the interesting thing was actually in the sessions where everything happened like a one a session wonder, and I'm, I usually say the, the bigger problem the client think it is, the closer we get to the one session wonder. Yeah. For some weird reason. Yeah. Um, and, Same uh, as, and if anyone out there is a potential client for any hypnotist, uh, do not let this sway you. But it's that discovery that the one who's smoking three packs a day just stops. Yeah. Uh, the one who's holding on to those two or three single cigarettes a day. That's the one I usually have who walks in going saying they're addicted. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it's that place where the bigger the issue, the more rapid the quality of the change I found. Exactly. So, so there's a couple of things I focused on uh, from separating my the, the old way of doing it uh, to a new way of doing it. First of all, separate intention from behavior, because a lot of therapists out there is actually dealing with the behavior as the problem. But behavior is always a result of an intention or wanting. So, so instead of just spending three sessions talking about the bad behavior and how to get rid of it and how to do things instead, we are not really, really taking care of the actual uh, initial um, intention behind it. And that's the problem, though. That's why some clients keep coming back because it's never really solved, is it? So that, that is the one focus I started to do. Yeah, is there a story? Is there an example of that you can share? Um, well, there is actually a story because uh, I remember, well, actually, basically my first stop smoking client ever, like way back. Uh, it was a friend of mine. And um, 
what I thought we should do was actually uh, talk about the behavior as something he knew it was bad. So I was taught in school that, well, we have to lecture them in what other kind of bad things can happen if they continue. <laughs> so we could kind of create this negative image of the future if they don't stop now. And 99.9% of the entire session was all about negative or creating neg- negative. And uh, he he hated cauliflower. For some reason, he hated that. So uh, from the stuff I, I, I was taught in, in school doing hypnosis was, well, let's combine the taste of cigarettes with cauliflower because apparently he hates that. So we can have those two battle it out. And, and what happened two weeks later, he came in like, I think I need another session. I'm like, okay, so, so are, you not, uh, are you not a non-smoker anymore? He's like, yeah, well, I'm actually smoking again. And the problem is I started eating, eating cauliflower too. <laughs> and like, so what the hell went wrong? Because I did everything like a textbook example of everything that was in my manual. So I kind of like lost faith in it. So, so we, we only talked about behavior and how to try and get around the behavior by really demonstrating more negative behavior. And that is not very suitable for the brain, is it? <laughs> so, so instead of that, looking at all the sessions I've done, uh, all the sessions that just had like a home run on the first hit was all the sessions where we basically, or I basically pattern interrupted them every time they wanted to talk about the behavior or the mm. problem. Nice. I'm not really sure why I did it because that was way before I met John Overdorf and all those ideas, but I just kept pattern interrupted because I was fed up about all the negativity. And I was fed up with the idea that I had to analyze them and try to find a solution for them because my question, my, my one simple question was, how do you want to feel when you wake up tomorrow and you're even better than the result you think is possible to, to create today? And they went like, hmm, I never thought about that. But they always had an answer. Mm-hmm. So instead of focusing on the bad behavior or the negatives, I wanted to focus on how they think things could be better tomorrow when they wake up and everything is fine. So by doing that, suddenly the intention behind it kind of like surfaced by itself. And uh, that changed the behavior instantly right there because that's how the neural networks work and that's how the synapses follow up on that. And instead of, of just you know addressing or attacking the behavior as the negative one, when we went to the actual source of intention, they sorted out the issue with the behavior and they changed it. Just like a six-step reframe kind of thing, if you do NLP, you you know you find three alternatives to the old behavior that is now positive, and then the brain adapts to that. But this was, in a way, more sophisticated or more efficient. I'm, I'm not really sure why then, but now I know why, because that's basically how the brain works. So there was a big gap in my, 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 my manual of how to do hypnosis. I, I kept looking at it. But everything I realized is not part of that book. I'm like, so, hey, uh, I'm doing everything wrong, apparently. Uh, I, I, I love the background. I love the history. I love all my experiences with it. But, but something is wrong. So that is how I kind of like stepped out of the me being a mini-me of somebody else mm-hmm. and, and just following the, the scripts or the manual as a step-by-step tool to fix your clients because it didn't really work. 
problem was, and, and that's the same problem I hear people talk about right now and, and today when I talk about this is, well, if you see one client one time compared to the same client 10 times, you know, the economics in that is way different. And I'm like, yeah, that's correct. But at the same time, when, when I'm coaching and mentoring uh, fellow hypnotists, what they usually get fed up with is clients revisiting the office with barely any results or, yeah. or, or no results at all. Like, why didn't you go home and change that? Come on, right? That, the most frustrating is, well, I feel better about things now, but I still haven't, you know, fill in yeah. the blank. Yeah. If that's not demotivating for you as a therapist, what is, right? So I, I kind of like changed my mindset seven, eight years ago to being only positive and see the resources and everything. So I'm like, yeah, well, first of all, if I see one client one time, maybe two on rare occasions, I feel totally ecstatic about that because isn't that amazing? You can change somebody in such a short amount of time. And basically, I'm not changing them. They're changing on the go. And I see that. So they see it on the go. And in, in, in spite of thinking, oh, that's nine sessions out of the window, uh, I'm thinking, good stuff. I'm not seeing them again for the same problem. They did the work already. Awesome. Right. And they go back home and then tell five client, or five uh, colleagues, then five friends, and then five people from down the street. And now I've got 15 uh, potential clients who saw the results from that one session. And I'm like, if that's not amazing, getting 15 new clients because of one, people who uh, one person who changed in one session and they can see the results. It's not just an idea or story. They can see it. So they walk into my office with a really uh, high expectation of change, and that helps my session. Yeah. So, well, I mean, to especially think, look at it of the, the experience that here's someone who's getting that result and, you know, to, to build the business model, as I'd say, of raving fans rather than lifelong dependents. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I think we have a mutual fellow hypnotist out of, of the UK who's, who's not very fond of the word hypnotherapist. So he calls them hypno the rapist. <laughs> and and I, in in the past, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's really demeaning of saying something like that, because that is really making fun and games out of something I take very seriously. But if we look at this in in the perspective I just told about or talked about, it's it kind of like makes sense in a way, because why do we want to have people leaving the office knowing we could have done better? Mm hmm. And, and, and some people just accept that, and it's not my quest to go and change that as long as I feel happy uh, while sitting in the chair of the therapist because I want to feel happy. I want to I wanna show my clients how happy you can be even though that you might have faced some of you know, the biggest crisis you ever had in life, but you, you went through it and you're on the good side of the surface right now, and now you're showing others that you can do it. Because if, you, if you're not able to do that, your clients wouldn't be able to do it, right? There you go. But let's go back for a second because I yeah. love the theme of framing. That's so much of what we could do if we if we frame it in a different way. That's what really sets that expectation. Um, and I'd share briefly something you mentioned of crossing the fingers. Um, and it's amazing how sometimes one statement at the right time can completely <laughs> shift the expectation. That when I greet my clients, I tell them now in the lobby – uh, for your benefit and mine, I am extremely impatient. 
So during this time together, it's not going to be the game of crossing the fingers. Hope it works. Let me know how it goes. Instead, you're going to see that there's ways I'm checking in with you the entire time that we're both going to be getting that feedback that we've taken care of this thing. Sound good? Yeah, Yeah. good. Come on back. And and just that little bit of an expectation shift. uh, I hesitate to say this sometimes, but it takes techniques. And uh, I love the phrase of going placebo on stuff that actually works. Exactly. So <laughs> the technique was effective. However, the framing made it just world class. So what are you doing to to build that framing around it? Well, I'm, I'm doing something similar in a way, but but it, it might be a little bit different because um, I do know that most clients think they're unique in the problem state. And they think, ah, well, I might be the only one with this kind of problem or as deep as this problem feels. And they think they're unique in a way that's very negative. And, and if I kind of followed along with that and did what most people do, like, okay, so, uh, well, tell me about your problem and how often do you feel it and, and all of that, right? <laughs> I just go, oh, that's interesting because I had numerous of clients with uh, similar uh, problems but way more severe and they had less resources than you. So that today will be fun. You might think it was a problem, but today will be fun. So finally you picked the right time, huh? And they go, huh? I'm like, that's basically the state I want them in because now I shattered the neural networks of them thinking they know what the problem is because Mm -hmm. basically we know, you know, and most people who are listening right now, they know that the idea of the problem that's in the mind of the client is never really the problem. Yeah. So, so I want to go beyond that as fast as possible. And, and another way that another thing I want to share is, uh, Instead of building high expectation up to the moment where am I hypnotized or not? Because that's yeah. usually the critical point of any session as being a hypnotherapist, right? Um, I'm totally destroying that from the very first moment. Basically, I'm totally destroying it. And and clients, they're so confused about it, but they forget about it. And they forgot about the problem when they open their eyes again. And they they the first question would be like, was I hypnotized? And my, my, my counter answer or uh, question would be, I don't know. Were you? <laughs> and they go, I don't know. And and again, I will go. Probably you were then, right? And so the- <laughs> I just wanted to throw the phrase. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, but, but I just I, I know it and I trust it. And as long as I feel like that, they have no doubt it happened. But the mm-hmm. way I get them there is basically because the, they think we have to talk about hypnosis they we have to talk about trance what to expect and all of that they already know it so there's no need to go into any kind of describing what hypnosis is and how to get them there because if there's one thing that is not on the spot or exactly as i told them their conscious minds will go and resist that and think well that's not what you told me and i don't want them to be in that kind of situation so what i do is usually the one us you know, they, they step into the office, they might have a list with them with things they want to talk about. And I go, so what's the theme of the problem today? And they go, it's it's this. And I'm like, okay. And usually they follow up with something they want to talk about. And I'll just pat an interrupt saying, that's okay. I'll get back to that later. But before we do so, how do you want to feel tomorrow when you wake up and everything is more fine than you think it's possible right now? And that confuses them. And then start talking about that. And then I go, well, before we do anything that has to do with anything of, you know, related to hypnosis, I just wanted to sit down and close your eyes and think about a great memory you had in the past, somewhere where you're by yourself outside, maybe in the nature, and tell me how that feels like right now. Mm-hmm. And 
in that moment, they interact with that old memory. It's positive. They feel it. So now I got all the senses going already without even doing an induction. And I'm, 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 I'm kind of like focusing on the prime moment in that experience. And I'm creating creativity within their mind uh, by focusing on it and do like a 30 second relaxation process. And now we can start doing therapy without doing like a classic induction. And they never know what hit them. If you had the EEG uh, devices or whatever in your office, you will see they go straight down to seven or eight uh, hertz per, per, per second in that very moment where we talk about the senses, how they feel in that moment they're thinking of right now. And that is really interesting. And that is three to five minutes within my session. Mm-hmm. That leaves 55 minutes to talk about all the resources and all the solutions they already know. And, and, and in that way, that is how I pre-frame them. So there's not going to be another question about the problem. There's not going to be another resisting part in the conscious mind thinking, well, is this working at all? Because they're all hyped. They're all excited about the experience. And every time they're thinking something, I will go straight to the body asking them, so how does that feel? And how do you know? And if it's a negative, they get confused because they don't really know. And that means it must be something different. And if they do feel it, it means it's something positive. And I'll just, you know, expand that even more. So it overtakes whatever uh, doubt that might be left in the brain. And that will make the, the positive intention and neural network even more powerful. And in many ways, you're taking that positive resource and now re-imprinting it. And I, I imagine, yes, at times you are, of course, going back to that behavior, but you're, I, I always go back to Dr. John Hartland, the, the classic ego strengthening yeah. approach, that this goes back to the argument of, oh, if you take away the negative behavior, it's going to have to come about somewhere else even worse. And he was out to disprove that. And by putting together his uh, his methods he was basically negating the need for hypnoanalysis, finding a much faster result. And the premise was build up the individual before going after, quote, direct symptom removal. Yeah. So in a similar formula of drawing out the strengths, what do you already have? And it's something that and, and tell me if you find this, too, working with clients that and this is not to put down in any category, yet the one who his entire life is in disarray, everything is falling apart, nothing is going well. Yeah. Unfortunately, those are not the ones calling us. No. Uh, it's usually, here's everything that's going right, it's just that one thing. Yeah. Which there's every bit of a foot in the door, every bit of resources to duplicate, copy and paste and uh, bring into the process. Yeah, and I think, you know, my, my praxis might be a little bit different because I feel like I got like 50-50 of, of both, actually. Mm. Uh, but that might relate to the, you know, reputation I have in, in when I do live sessions in Europe because that is kind of like, well, if n- nobody else can fix you, go see Martin. Um, <laughs> so, so I usually get those who think I am the last option. And, and most therapists will think like, oh, my God, I can only fail on this one because what if something happens? On, uh, what if nothing happens, right? But I'm like, okay, if they're already hyped about I, I am the last option, why not utilizing that and let them know within the first minute that they made the right decision today because I do things differently. And that's the only thing I tell them. I'm, I'm like, everything so far, all the positives, take those with you, all the negatives, just leave them behind because I do things differently. Yeah. There's and, so much the, power in that. There's yeah. so much power in that framing. 
and it's true because I'm me, so I do do things differently, right? And and that statement alone gives me all the rights to 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 enter the mind and and help them do the change work because they trust me from the very beginning, instead of me starting ask questions like. Uh, being uh, you know hesitant about really knowing what to do, I just go, just go straight to it. Like, oh, that's awesome! Well, well we're going to fix that today, and I believe in it. So that's the difference. I don't I, I don't just say it because mm-hmm. it's it's a fancy thing to do. I know it. I know we will do great today. So so with that energy within my whole behavior, that overtakes the session, and they're there with me within seconds, really. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Is there a story of working with someone in that respect where here's everything that was a challenge and just really by interrupting that process, that's what got the change? Yeah, because, you know, to, to kind of like to flip it just just a little bit, um, what a lot of people are afraid of when they're seeing clients is kind of like challenge the old problem in the end of the session. Yes. And I do understand that because I did that for so many years. I was kind of like, oh, this is this is the time we can fail and the client wants the money back and all of that. And and you know me, I'm you know, I'm I'm not afraid of 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 anything really. And if people say that's impossible, I will say let let's prove it it's possible. Um so one of my techniques that I use without going into details is basically one of my my finishing techniques before I end the session is is giving the client opportunity on a conscious level, on an ego-conscious level, and also on an unconscious level to challenge me with the results of the session with not just a problem, but anything they consider was a problem before they actually came into my office from their entire life. And I'm stacking all those problems on top of each other as a visual thing, telling them you will be able to feel and sense everything in just a moment. But you know what? You will just take one step through and you know what? You will find another resource and you will just wipe away the dust from your shoulders and you will feel amazing. Nod your head when you know you're ready now. And they <laughs> takes a second. They're nodding their head and say, go. And they just, there will be this big sigh. And, and a deep breath, and they start smiling, and I say, how great was that? And and most of them are, are kind of like touched to tears or ecstatic, and I said, can we agree on the fact that just one of those many, many, many things, if we did talk about that before the session, you'll be way too emotional to continue with the session, and they all agree on that. And now comes another thing, I say, I will... I will tell you now to do your best and try and connect to everything you think was part of the problem in the past. And I want you to try and feel it, but let me know what happens instead. Mm. And you can sit them, you see them or watch them sit there for like 30 seconds, really trying, but nothing happens. That means when they open up their eyes and then tell me about the new resource that they discovered by doing the, 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 um, judgment day kind of experience just walking through it all right there's not nothing at all in the conscious mind which is the problem mind there's nothing in the conscious mind now that can um mess with the results of the of of the uh, session because if there was anything left if there was any creative idea it would have happened within that last technique because they are way more creative in that technique than they are when they open up their eyes because now they're just conscious with one focus point, right? 
Um, so in that way, I just sit there and look at them smiling, saying, how does that really feel now? And I will have them give me confirmation that everything they feel right now is way beyond what they thought was possible before the session. And now I'm multiplying that saying, well, this happened just within an hour. Mm-hmm. Think about how that feels tomorrow when you wake up and had a good night's sleep and many hours on top of that, because this was just one hour and they go, wow. And that's how people leave my office. And, and that makes things so, so powerful. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of like a guarantee unless it, uh, it's, well, it's, it's difficult to say guarantee though, but it's, it's, it's 99 out of 100 who get that experience from, from a session when I structure it like this. And in my world, that is the one session wonder that most people are afraid of, but yeah. just a different approach. So, so back to the very beginning. Well, I mean, let's elaborate on that. It's that moment of really challenging the change, really just call yeah. out, testing the work. Yeah. So rather than, again, the fingers crossed, hope it works, we're getting that feedback mechanism in the room where it usually, tell me if it's the same in your space, it usually starts with a bit of confusion on their part to go, Absolutely. I can't recreate it. I can't create it. And this becomes that place to become a little provocative at times of, no, really, try to bring back that sensation. Yep. It's why we're here. Exactly. And, and you know, and, and, and I totally agree with that because I will be quite provocative throughout the session. And that is not to, to, to piss them off or anything like that. It's basically to provoke the conscious mind because it can take only so much. And if it gets a little bit too much, it will just leave the conversation. And I want the conscious mind to leave the conversation. I only want the conscious mind to, to answer if it's spoken to. Because all our clients really are, all that you are and I am, is change. And I, Basically, let's let's bend that a little bit because we're way more than change. All we are is changing all the time. So don't, don't show up at my office telling me, well, it's been like this for a year now. Nothing else happened. Impossible. So because if I believe in everything that we are is changing, imagine how much stuff that can be done in, in, in 59 minutes sitting in my chair, right? So So I totally believe in it. And, and that is, that is the, the, the biggest vibrant energy of, of the conversation between me and my, my clients. So I drag them into that mindset without them really knowing it. And they're going to be in that mindset within a couple of minutes from the very beginning of the session. And that is really wonderful. So to play the other side of it, you're in that moment towards the end yeah. and they are still holding on to the problem. They are still able to recreate that situation. What, what now? Uh, never happened the past seven years. Nice. Yeah. And and if well, let, what about well, the experience? I had somebody of, saying uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I had somebody saying like, well, what if there's still a problem? Yeah. And and you know, most people be totally maybe even devastated by that, thinking, oh, we have to do it all over again. Or as Melissa Tears calls it, the yeah, but I'm not really in that situation right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> right. So so what I do instead is, well, that's a brilliant idea, but what is it that you really know now that will happen if you thought that was a possibility? And now they give me the answer. So it's just a creative idea of what if. But asking them a deepening question, they will actually explain to me how they will solve it by themselves mm-hmm. with all the resources that they got, just got. And I will say, that's it. That sounds like a good idea. So what's the problem? And now they go, uh, I don't know. 
So they just solved it. So and and if it happens in in something that will be similar to this, I will just give that as another suggestion. Thinking about everything that could happen from when you leave the office and every day you wake up and life happens in front of you, how easy you will adapt to the challenges and see the resources and how to overcome it, how to say yes and how to say no in the right situations because you now know who you are. And they go, oh, yeah, that's right. So so I'm just multiplying the experience and the resources by a question like that. So if people give me a question like that, I will go rubbing my hands going like, oh, we're going to multiply the results right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, oh, shit, I didn't expect that, right? Yeah. So so I just reframe it on the go and right away because uh, we have to remove all doubt and we have to remember that there's really nothing as being negative or doubt really. What it really is is them protecting themselves and, and doing the best to survive in the in the mindset of a Neanderthal. Because that's what we do if we have too strong emotions. That might be hurtful. That might be dangerous because will we be able to survive if we're standing in the corner feeling ourselves and knowing, oh, I feel love right now. Would we see the mammoth come <laughs> storming from behind and, and spear us in the back while standing in a corner smelling a flower, right? Um, so that's basically it. So we still have that old Neanderthal survival mode within our brains because it will never leave, actually. That's why we keep a pessimistic mind on some occasions thinking, what could go wrong? But if you actually in control, you can take control of that situation, knowing that there might be some challenges. So I will pick that way because that is the most resourceful way for me. And that is a better outcome. Instead of just standing there frozen in a moment of time of the challenge or the problem, right? So that is the biggest difference, I think. So inside of this, is there that still formal, let's call it transinduction, the close your eyes, follow my instructions, because so much of this has been, and this is how I work as well, and I mean, conversational in nature, and again, back to framing how we present what's going on. Yeah. So what's the so, question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is there is there formal, let's call it hypnosis inside of that, of close your eyes, now follow my instructions? Well, yeah. Well, or does that, it more, the, you know, develop organically out of it? Yeah, because, you know, hypnosis is hypnosis is hypnosis. And yeah. people usually connect hypnosis with the myth of, method of how to get people there and or the techniques or whatever. In my world, hypnosis is... It's a state of mind. It's where we can get the stuff done. So it's a tool. It's not a brand or a product. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there, if we look into the old books, I think one of my oldest ones is uh, Tourette's uh, 1888 books on, on hypnotherapy. Or not hypnotherapy in a modern way. But still it has elements of how I do my conversational hypnotherapy today because it's, it's, it's all about the resourceful state and how to overcome challenges. So in that perspective, it, it still has a lot of elements of how to structure a regular hypnosis session. But if but I'm leaving out all the analysis and all the conclusions that I have to draw on behalf of my client. I'm leaving all of that out of the question. So what hypnosis really is, even if you go all the way back to the old Egypt of the sleep temples, that was basically of getting people into the most resourceful state and have them to battle it out with the positive resources and create an even better outcome on the other side. So if you look at hypnosis like that, that is that is basically what I do. The only thing I modified is 
is changing that into a modern language and applying all the you know the knowledge of the brain and and the quantum physics or whatever uh, applied all of that into the methods and the techniques so i know that what i'm doing actually is factual based on the evidence of the science today uh, in that way i can speed up some processes i can leave out others or i can apply new ones because that is the latest uh, details from from you know the scientific world of how the brain works so it's all those layers but in my world it's still just hypnosis yeah well it's the labeling of it where we often get hung up on it the jargon around yeah. it and you know to go directly to the point of I, I love the insight of going after those resources and really rewriting that story that uh, i've been saying to clients in recent months just to, you know referencing over to my laptop that's in the corner hey, that thing's got a really big hard drive and the computer crashed a couple of weeks ago and I had to wipe everything clean. And to delete all of that information took seconds. And we <laughs> yeah. like to think our brain is that advanced organ. And yet it's a little bit more like the old VHS cassette tape where you've got to stick it in the machine and hit record and write yeah. something over it. Yeah. So which with that in mind, how would you like to feel today? Exactly. And from there, that then builds off that process of here are those strengths that you've got. Here are those resources. And, you know, finding that place to then, is there a specific place in your process where, let's say, you're moving away from intention and then reminding them back to the problem that, yes, they hired you to help them resolve? Uh, not intentionally, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Not something that is structured, but, you know, uh, Considering what you just told me, I'm, I'm doing something similar sometimes when, be, when I have clients saying, well, uh, my experience on my trauma is huge, so this will take sessions. And I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. And they go, well, you know, it's been with me for 25 years. I'm like, how fast do you think the trauma actually happened? Exactly. And they go, well, within a split second. I'm like, that's correct. That is the real trauma. Why do you think that is different from any other trauma? And they go, well, it's been with me for 25 years. And now I reveal the real world to them saying, well, everything that happened since that split second until this moment is something you apply to, to the real origin of the trauma. So that is not real. It's something you apply to it and make it real, but it's really not, is it? So if it could be created in a split second, how fast do you think can be removed? And they go, oh. And in that moment, whatever they think was impossible to deal with now becomes very possible. And now it becomes a fun session mm -hmm. because now they get a little bit eager actually to, to go into it and actually experience it a little bit, figuring out what was it really way back 25 years ago? What was it really? Because everything else. Imagine how many split seconds you had for the past 25 years on top of that. Those are all false realities. It has nothing to do with the real trauma. And that's what I'm looking for. So I, I want to solve the real trauma and have everything else just dissolve by itself. Yeah, when you look at major life changes, you know, someone's belief structure of, let's call it either religion or politics yeah. changes, or someone's in a relationship and they, quote, discover new information, uh, <laughs> that thing is over. Yep. And it may have been reinforced over the years by other experiences. And just that that little nugget alone, I mean, that's really what sets us up for that instant change. Exactly. Exactly. So it's interesting because it's, it's, it's never what the client think it is. And if I spent like the night before I'm seeing clients, figuring out what to do with my clients, that would be a waste of time anyway. So I just, 
I don't want to know anything about my clients before they actually arrive to my office. I don't want to know about the problems. Just I just want to like a, a title to the to the session so I can manage or kind of know just a little bit. But I know for a fact it will never be that topic anyway. Yeah. So so that's the interesting part. It, it makes it easier for me in a way. So if you had to put a percentage on it, like how much time are you spending on quote and and I'm perhaps not a true regression to cause type model, but how much of the process is focused on that old story though? Well, here's the thing though. Uh, it's really difficult to put a number on it because if, if we're talking about it in a sense where we step into that old story and we talk about the details, uh, I'm not really doing that anymore because I will have people work through a trauma model where they never have to access the actual uh, trauma or issue or situation, but they can mm -hmm. still deal with it. Yeah. So in, in the old way I did stuff, it might be 5 to 10% at least in any session, and that will require more time because they get stuck in the emotions. That is usually false anyway. Uh, but now as we are kind of like attacking it from different points of view because they know what happened in the subconscious mind, it knows what happened. So we don't have to visit it or go through it or whatever to get the conscious mind to understand it because it will never understand it anyway. So I'm looking for the truth in it and what really happened and what they gained from it in a positive way. And in that way, they can dissolve the trauma by themselves without even have to go through it or just look at it, really. So it's really amazing what you can do today with, with different approaches compared to, to old school stuff. Well, I think what's great about that is to put the intention on the result that some of the older methodologies that are shared inside of regression are more focused on insight. Well, here's why I feel that way, Yeah. Uh, which unfortunately you've had those clients where, well, now I know why I feel this way and now I feel even worse about it. Yeah. Instead to put every bit of that intention on how do I get out of it? How do I not have to live that way anymore? How do I already have the strength to catch up to really where I am now and not have to keep repeating that same old story. Exactly. So so let's leave out all those questions and doubting and, and concerns about what should we do and just go straight through uh, the process of getting into the resourceful state. And, and it has all the answers anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically how I do it. So what you're telling me is uh, one session wonders we're on the pro side. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only took us 39 seconds, 39 minutes and 39 seconds. Exactly. There you go. Uh, so where can people find out more about you online? Well, uh, they can go to moderncasterlive.com or thehypnoacademy.com. And, and I actually got some good stuff coming up uh, in very short time, actually. Yeah, share, share what's coming up. Uh, I'm going to be in Scottsdale from June uh, 6th, and I'll do the very first Train the Trainer of getting to know and how to uh, do all my protocols, all my techniques within modern hypnotherapy. But it's not just going to be a basic course. It's actually going to be a train-the-trainer. So people who attend that will be able to do their own classes afterwards and be able to certify within several organizations so they can have students and teach other people how to do this amazing stuff in a modern way. So I'm really much looking forward to that. It's going to be a special one, though. Yeah, so the ability to learn how to do it, but also how to share it with others. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and give us a, give like an overview. I know we've been talking about it for a while here, but like an overview of the actual content, the approach. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if, if usually when you go to like a train-the-trainers uh, class, uh, usually, and you might agree with this, 
usually you go through the manual and you talk about the steps in the manual so you know your future students will understand the manual as you read it right now. And I'm really not fond of that So because everyone can read a manual. Everybody can teach from a manual, but the question is, are you really good uh, as a teacher? So th the choices I've made on this training is basically I divide it up into two, uh, two chunks of four days with one day in between. The first four days is going to be all about finding your inner passion of teaching and how to inspire others. So it doesn't really matter if you're going to teach a class, if you're going to speak at a TEDx event or in corporate or whatever. Uh, I, will, I will teach you how to find your inner passion for teaching and inspiring and motivating others through some really amazing techniques. Because if there's one thing I do not want out of a class like this would be uh, seeing 10 more mini-me's walking around in the world <laughs> saying stuff like me and do like I do. Uh, I want to see people who can inspire me. So that is the main purpose of the training, developing other people who can also inspire me as a person. So it's going to be four days into the depth of really knowing how to teach, uh, how to use a model that will be beneficial for all students. So you will actually have accelerated learning in a faster way, in a more powerful way. So that it makes your teaching so much easier and structured. And then a day off, people can go to Sedona. It's Scottsdale, two hours away from Sedona. It's going to be beautiful there. And then four days about all my techniques and the content, but not in a let's go through the content because everyone will get access to all the content beforehand so they know about it. But we will go into the depth of the content so people know why did I make that decision? Why did I put that technique right there? Why is it there at all? And why, why isn't there other techniques? So they're going to get all the science and all the proof of why it's set up like it is so they know why they're using it and they know uh, why it's structured in that way so they know and understand the science behind the protocol. Uh, that's basically it. And, and, and on top of all of that, they will be able to work with anyone at any time without looking at any paper, just looking into the client's eye and go, here we go, get ready. <laughs> Something <Nice>. like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. And what's the website again where they can learn more about that? If they go to thehypnoacademy.com, uh, they will get all the information from the uh, instructional uh, instructor's menu. Or if they go to Martin Castor, C A S T O O R, live.com, martincasterlive.com, there'll be a, uh, a button there saying, Well, we got the train, the trainer coming up in Scottsdale. So it has all the information. Otherwise, find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the social media, and I'll be happy to answer your questions. Cool. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's have a final question. So as you've been listening to all of this, um, not, not just you, Jason, but everybody who's listening right now, is I want you to think about who you really are and what you do. Because you might have an idea, but what would happen if you stepped outside of that box and looked at things in a different way? Did you actually pay attention to all the background on all sides? Did you actually pay attention to the change work you've been through, even though you thought you just sat there listening to other people? So I want you to imagine what more could happen in the in, in developing of you mind or your mind or you as a person, if you start paying attention to everything else there is right on the tip of your nose, but everything else also. So who are you really? And I'm not asking about your name or your title or what you do on a daily uh, basis, but who you really are. What's your passion? What is your inner belief of what is your quest in life? What makes you happy? 
really happy? If you ask yourself that question every day, I'm pretty sure you'll start appreciating uh, appreciate stuff way more. And even though you just had a bad experience, ask yourself this question. What in this experience would I have paid 10 grand to get? What kind of information, what kind of skill, what, ex what, what part of the experience made me wiser, better, stronger that is worth 10K in a negative experience? Because that will change your perspective on anything and actually start appreciating, uh, appreciating that everything that you experience is good because it's all resources. Think about that. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for sharing this on your social media streams, leaving your reviews online, and once again, a good solid endorsement for a friend with an excellent program. Check out thehypnoacademy.com. If you're able to make the event coming up in June, highly recommended. Martin's an excellent trainer, outstanding practitioner as well. Check that out at the hypnoacademy.com. All the links are in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. And while you're there too, check out hypnoticworkers.com. It's the ability to jump into my full hypnotherapy content in a simple format that everything is downloadable and every bit of it is transcribed. Model what's working now. That's hypnoticworkers.com. See you on the inside. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 